0: Peace on Earth, with a world at war. Oh, what were the angels singing for? That faraway night when the stars shone down with a glorious light on Bethlehem's town. Peace on Earth, they were singing of him, who was born that night to redeem from sin. Who still has the power to cleanse and to heal the contrite heart who is willing to kneel. Peace on earth amid sorrow and loss. Yes, peace indeed at the foot of the cross. Peace in a world that is troubled and torn. Peace in each heart where the Savior is born. Peace on earth while the nation's rage and history is making its darkest page. Yes, peace on earth for its steadfast light is burning in thousands of hearts tonight. Peace is certainly something that each of us long for. Peace is something that our entire world longs for. In fact, though we all want peace, we certainly haven't experienced very much of it before. As we've already heard tonight from various scripture readings, peace was once ours. But we all know that it was lost when sin entered the world. Since that day, until Jesus Peace was simply something prophesied about, something that was longed for. There have been numerous statistical studies that have included the topic of world peace. As a matter of fact, there's one that's a few years done by the Personnel Journal back in 1988. This is what the study revealed. It says the entire world has been at peace less than eight percent of its existence. That's right, less than eight percent. In its study, the periodical discovered that during over 3,500 years of recorded history, less than 300 years have seen peace. Moreover, in excess of 8,000 peace treaties were made and broken. During this same time period, according to a former president of the Norwegian Academy of Sciences and historians from England and Egypt and Germany and India, there have been 14,351 wars in which 3.64 billion people have been killed. To help imagine this type of devastation, the value of the property would pay for a golden belt around the world that's 24,901 miles long, 97.2 miles wide, and 33 feet thick. It's amazing to think about how much peace is longed for, but how hard it is to actually have You say, Danny, those numbers seem crazy. Those wars seem distant. This peace you're talking about doesn't seem real for me. But, friends, here's what we know we've all experienced the lack of peace in our own lives and in the relationships that we have every day. However, in a moment, that very first Christmas night, what we've been unable to accomplish in all of our many attempts, God makes possible through Jesus. Luke's gospel account tells us that Mary gave birth to Jesus and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them. After the birth of Jesus, an angel appeared to a group of shepherds. In this encounter, peace is the word that the angel and the heavenly host used as they sang praises to God after the birth of Jesus. Here's what Luke records. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now let that settle in for just a moment. For the first time since the Garden of Eden, for the first time since that crafty serpent deceived Adam and Eve, lasting peace could be found. Friends, it wasn't the peace of a rigorous religious system. No, no, no. it wasn't the peace of a sacrificial system that could never offer lasting peace. It wasn't even the peace that, by the way, would always fail. This is the lasting peace that could only come through Jesus. A peace that makes us right with a God we've been separated from because of sin. There's a moment from... Jesus's early life shortly after his birth that helps us understand the peace we have through Christ. It's found in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 21. I want to read it to you. It says, and at the end of eight days when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And so they went to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord and sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ." And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, "'Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace.'" According to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Simeon had been waiting for the prophecies about the Messiah to be fulfilled. The peace that was broken through sin, the peace that the prophets had spoken of, the consolation of Israel would find fulfillment in the baby born to Mary on that first Christmas. Simeon knew that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, before he had seen Jesus Simeon, interesting enough, became the president of the Sanhedrin. He became the leader of all of the religious leaders of the Jews, Pharisees and Sadducees alike. Think about this for just a moment. The very group that would come to despise Jesus and ultimately be responsible for placing him on a cross had at one time a leader that knew about Jesus before most others. And when Simeon met Jesus, he could only describe this moment with one word. You know what the word was? Peace. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to to your word. Why is there peace? Well, he tells us, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. In other words, he was finally at peace because salvation had come to the world. Lasting peace had come through Jesus. Friend, can I tell you some good news? Simeon isn't the only one who can make this claim. Each of us can know lasting peace because each of us can know Jesus. Peace came because more than a savior was birthed. You see, salvation was born. Separation was banished. Significance was brought. We can have new life, lasting peace through Jesus. As I studied about the peace of Jesus, I came across an old story that for me at least, helps understand and put life into perspective when it comes to the peace of Christ. The story is told of a storm that caught a ship off of a rocky coast and threatened to drive it and its passengers to destruction. In the midst of the terror, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of what this guy thought might be his final moments in life, this particular one daring man, contrary to what everyone else had told him, went up on the deck to to see what was happening in the storm. And certainly to what he thought he would see, it was horrifying. There was no way out. Surely destruction was all they would know. And before he ducks back down below the deck, he caught a glimpse of the captain. And as he did, the captain looked back at the man, huge smile on his face. Then the daring passenger, the one that ignored everything and went to the top deck to see the terror of the storm, went down below and he gave a note of cheer. He said, friends, it's horrible out there. It is absolute destruction. We might have seen the end, but friends, don't worry. I've seen the face of the captain, and he smiles, knowing that we will be okay. Think about that for a moment, friends. Maybe your life feels like a storm. Maybe you think it's impossible to experience lasting peace, but let me assure you, no matter how rough the seas may feel, no matter how tough your life may seem in this moment, the captain is still in control. Friends, if we could look at God tonight, he is still smiling, why? Because he has everything in the palm of his hand and he alone is through Jesus. Friends, there's a lot that's happened in our history. A lot of it's bad, but friends, the greatest thing ever has happened in our history, we know him as lasting peace and his name is Jesus. Listen, you may be here tonight and you may think, man, this is a wonderful time with my family and I'm looking forward to the tradition of a candlelight service and I'm looking forward to Christmas break and and, and time spent with those that I love, but maybe even in this season there's a lot of things that are going on and you think, Danny, I don't know what I will do tomorrow, but this is nice right now. Well, friends, let me reassure you, Jesus is ours. Peace has come. And we too, like all who trust in Jesus, can have lasting peace through what he's done for us. Father, you are good. We worship you. God, as we continue to look at scripture, Father, it's it's incredible what you've done through Jesus, but praise God, you are not finished yet. God, you still have a work that you want to do in our lives. You're still completing what you've started in us. Father, there is a future that awaits that we can only long for as we think about peace in Jesus. Father, as we continue to worship you tonight, I pray that every person who is here, every family that is represented, that right now, Jesus, even in the quietness of this prayer time, right now, I pray that you reveal your peace to every life. God, if there's one here who doesn't know you, certainly cannot claim the peace that surpasses all understanding, can't claim the peace that's found even in the midst of a storm, can't, because they don't know you. Father, I pray tonight as we continue to journey in scripture, as we continue to celebrate your name, Father, I pray tonight that you would reveal to every heart, every life, what it means to have life in You, Jesus, we thank you. Though peace was broken, though our sin has separated us from you, Jesus, we thank you that on that first Christmas, you forever restored the peace that we could never mend. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We worship you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.